Welcome to the With Woman Health Podcast. I'm your host, Elena Anderson, the certified nurse midwife behind With Woman Health. This is the place where you can get trustworthy, evidence-based advice on all things pregnancy, birth, women's health, and wellness. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I took an unexpected week off last week and so today it feels really good to be back with you all to talk about another pregnancy related topic. First, I just want to give a huge thank you to those of you that had already subscribed to the podcast. I really appreciate you. This really helps others find the show, which in turn helps them and it helps me. So big thank you for that. Over here at our house, we're trying to get into the fall spirit. I hope you all are doing that wherever you are. We've purchased some Halloween costumes and we've put out some of our fall decorations, but it is still so hot where we live. It makes it really tough to get into the fall frame of mind, which really stinks because this is um, my favorite time of the year. Now through about January or February, I just love all things cozy, warm drinks, warm sweaters, bonfires, or being out by the fire pit, running the fireplace in the house, cozy blankets, just all the things fall and winter. So I hope that you are able to enjoy this where you are and uh, that you're getting into that fall frame of mind as time goes by. But enough about me and what's happening around my house and what's happening in fall. Today, we're going to talk about weight gain and exercise during your pregnancy. And I don't expect this to be a very long episode, even though the topic is not as cut and dry as you might think. Um, But I do expect this to be maybe one of our shorter episodes. You know, I can't just say that you should gain X amount of pounds or spend this much time exercising because it really is not a one-size-fits-all situation. As with every other health topic, it is really very individualized, and so it's based on you and your body. And as I've said before, each woman's different, each pregnancy is different, and we should treat you as such. Every health topic has to be treated as such so that we're, we're making sure to individualize your plan of care based on you and your body and your baby. So while there is no true blanket statement that covers all, we're going to lay some foundation today that will give you some loose guidelines to follow around weight gain and exercise. I'm sure you've heard the expression, eating for two. (laughs) And while you literally are eating for two, it does not mean you actually need to eat enough calories for two whole people. So the rule for most women is that you only need around 300 extra calories per day during your pregnancy, which is equal to about two full fat cheese sticks and a handful of almonds, or three ounces of chicken with a small serving of vegetable, a whole grain sprouted bagel with a tablespoon of nut butter on it, or maybe an apple with about two tablespoons of nut butter, and 
if you'll notice that all of these examples I'm giving you do contain fat and protein, which are important, and we'll talk more about nutrition specifically in our next episode, but the takeaway for today is that you should not be eating your way through this pregnancy with the goal of gaining as much weight as you can. Pregnancy may seem like a get-out-of-jail-free card on weight gain, and I do know that a lot of women treat it that way. But there are actually many health consequences to gaining too much weight during your pregnancy. And some of those things are gestational diabetes, high blood pressure, a prolonged labor. Man, nobody wants that. You know, labor is a beautiful and amazing thing, and I appreciate it so much for what it is and actually even enjoyed being in labor to some extent. But nobody wants to make it last any longer than it already has to. Um, macrosomia is another risk, which is um, a large baby, large for gestational age. So that has a lot of health consequences for baby and a lot of problems related to delivery. So you don't want that. You also have an increased risk of preterm delivery an increased risk of C-section, an increased risk of blood clots developing during the postpartum period, all of these things related to too much weight gain during pregnancy. So very important that you don't gain too much. You're not just eating carte blanche and going crazy during the pregnancy, which I know is hard to do this time of year for anybody, pregnant or not, right? There's so many great foods and eating events during this fall and winter time of year when we're enjoying um, parties and get-togethers for Thanksgiving and football tailgates and the Christmas holidays. So lots of things working against you as far as weight gain if you're pregnant during this time. So while all of these consequences are scary and they are potentially dangerous, it may have you thinking about how to avoid gaining weight but there are actually some consequences also to gaining too little. So if you don't gain enough weight during your pregnancy, you could end up with a baby that is growth restricted, something we call IUGR, or intrauterine growth restriction, or small for gestational age babies, or um, another way to put that would be like a low birth weight baby. Those also have some major consequences for your baby throughout their life. And so really you want to find a sweet spot, right? Where you gain just enough to have a healthy baby and a healthy pregnancy, but not so much that you have health consequences. So what is the right amount to gain? And this is where it gets just a little bit complicated because how much you should gain is really based on how much you weighed before you were pregnant. And if you're carrying one baby or multiple babies, the weight gain recommendations are a little bit different. And so the first thing you need to know to determine how much weight you should gain is your pre-pregnancy BMI or body mass index. And this is a number that you get based on your height and your weight before you were pregnant. And online, there are self, several calculators that you can just search up, a BMI calculator that can you can input your numbers and it'll give you your BMI number. Your provider 
most likely has an electronic medical record that will also calculate this as well. Um, so they probably are looking at this every single year when you come for your annual visit. They probably looked at this prenatally, whether they discussed it with you or not. And it's important to know that BMI can be deceiving at times based on your body type. So this is not a foolproof way, but this is especially true if you're very physically fit. So if you have a significant amount of muscle mass, this number can be quite deceiving. So it's really important that you review this number with your provider of care to ensure that you're using the right number to start with and that you're tweaking your weight gain based on what is appropriate for you, your body type, your body shape, and your BMI. But I'm going to give you kind of some loose guidelines to follow based on the BMI numbers. So underweight you are considered underweight if your pre-pregnancy BMI was less than 18.5. That's considered underweight. And so you are going to need to gain the most weight during your pregnancy. So if you're pregnant with one baby and your pre-pregnancy BMI was under 18.5, the recommendation for you is to gain between 28 and 40 pounds. So anywhere in that range, 28, 40, 30, anywhere in that 28 to 40 is good. That's normal. That's what we want you to gain. It's the recommended amount. If you're carrying multiples and you're in that underweight category, you need to gain more. So you're going to need to gain between 50 and 62 pounds. And I know that that sounds like a whole lot of weight, but think about it. If you're carrying more than one baby and you were already underweight to begin with, you need to make up some of that difference. And we will talk next week about nutrition during pregnancy, and we'll talk about some healthy ways to increase your calorie count in a very nutrition-dense way to gain this weight appropriately. Now, moving on to the category where a lot of women are going to fall is in the normal weight category. So that is if your pre-pregnancy BMI is between 18.5 and 24.9. Anywhere in that range is considered a normal healthy weight. If you are pregnant with one baby and you're in that normal weight gain category, you're going to want to gain between 25 and 35 pounds during your pregnancy. And this is generally what women are told when they go to a provider. They're going to be told you need to gain between 25 and 35 pounds because singleton pregnancy, normal weight, most women fall in this category. But it's not true for everybody. And so it's not a blanket statement. Now, if you're in that normal weight category and you're carrying twins or triplets, what we call the multiples, you're going to want to gain between 37 and 54 pounds. So you notice that, that the multiple amounts is just more because you're carrying more babies and you're going to gain more weight just from the consequence of carrying more babies. Now, let's move into a couple of categories that will fit a lot of people, especially in the United States, because we do have a larger population of people who are overweight or um, what we call obese in this country. So, overweight is considered a BMI of 25 to 29.9. And remember, we are calculating this using your pre-pregnancy weight, not your during pregnancy weight. 
So if you're in that overweight category, again, that's 25 to 29.9 pre-pregnancy BMI, your recommended weight gain during a singleton pregnancy, one baby, is gonna be 15 to 25 pounds. So you notice that gets a little bit less than the normal weight or the underweight. If you're carrying multiples and you're in the overweight category, we're gonna recommend 31 to 50 pounds. So still more, but still less than the, the other multiples. Then finally, we're gonna get into the category we call um, obesity. I mean, I hate using these terms. I think they're just so derogatory towards people who are in an overweight category. I certainly don't mean to say this to make anybody feel bad, but we do need to be realistic about what your pre-pregnancy BMI was and how much you should be gaining during pregnancy. Because when you're in this overweight or obese category, you've already got some increased risk factors for some health consequences during the pregnancy. And so we wanna minimize that by also minimizing your weight gain. So if you're in that obese category, that is anyone whose pre-pregnancy BMI was 30 or greater. So anything over 30 is considered obesity, and we're gonna recommend with a singleton pregnancy that you gain only between 11 and 20 pounds. If you have multiples, and you're in that category, we're gonna want you to gain between 25 and 42 pounds. So these are just some loose guidelines that you can follow to kind of give you a weight range for where you should be based on how much you weighed before you were pregnant. Now, you may have the question of how do you gain this weight? Like, when are you gonna gain it? When, you know, when should you expect it to come on? How do you know if there's an issue there? And really and truly slow and steady wins the race here, okay? So you do not wanna gain all this weight at once, but you wanna gain it slowly, covering the whole entire pregnancy with um, a little bit being gained kind of in the first trimester, and then the rest of that weight gain being spread out over that second and third trimester. So, you know, loosely you're gonna gain around three to six pounds in that first trimester, and then about a half pound to one pound a week for the last two. A, a lot of that weight gain is gonna probably come on during that third trimester when babies are gaining most of their weight. And that's normal, that's what we want. We want it to be spread out kind of evenly across the pregnancy. And so you may be thinking to yourself, well, if my baby only weighs seven to eight pounds, where is the rest of this weight coming from, right? 25 pounds versus an eight pound baby, that's a lot of difference. And so that that is coming from several different places, right? Um, of course, the baby, seven to eight pounds, your enlarging breasts are gonna gain between one and three pounds of mass. Your placenta itself, the organ that helps to feed and, and um, grow the baby during the pregnancy is gonna gain, it's going to weigh about one and a half pounds. Your amniotic fluid weighs around two pounds. Your enlarged uterus, just the muscle of the actual uterus, as it gets bigger and bigger, gains mass. And so it's gonna gain about two pounds of weight. You've got an increase in blood volume circulating through your body, and that uh, counts for about three to four of that, those pounds. 
Some of it is gained in fat stores in your body, which is just normal. We want that. Um, it's important for nutrition and for growth of baby. And that's going to be around six to eight pounds. And then increased fluid volume just in general is going to be around two to three pounds. So that's going to make up um, what that weight gain is. And now you may go to the doctor's office and find that you've got some excessive weight gain from one visit to the next. It's not always true weight gain. Sometimes that can be fluid retention. And so it's all this um, increased fluid volume, which can signal an issue if you're having that much fluid retention. So if you're noticing at home, if you're weighing at home on a regular basis, or you may notice this in the way of swelling around your ankles or your legs or your hands. Um, it's really important that you let your provider, your midwife or your doctor know, because that can signal some health issues that we want to check out. So weight gain is not always just true weight gain. All right, now that we have some idea of how much weight we want to be gaining during our pregnancy, let's talk a little bit about exercise during our pregnancy. So first of all, I want to give the caveat that you should, your goal during pregnancy should never be to lose weight. I know that in America especially, we often think about exercise in relation to our weight. How do we lose weight or keep from gaining weight, that kind of stuff. And we'll talk more later in the podcast about exercise in general when related to your overall health and wellness. And I'd like for you guys to really start shifting your mind in that weight, excuse me, exercise is not just related to weight and weight gain, but exercise has a whole host of benefits related to your general wellness that do not have anything to do with weight gain. So it's really good for you to start sort of reframing how you think about exercise in general, but it's just really important to note that your goal during pregnancy should never, ever, ever be to lose weight. It's, it should not be thought about in that manner. It's more about the health benefits. I also want to put a caveat out there in that you should always talk to your provider about exercise before you begin an exercise program or continue to exercise during pregnancy because some women really shouldn't. And I would say that this is a very small pool of women who can't exercise during pregnancy, but there really are some true contraindications to exercise during pregnancy. Some of those contraindications include things like placenta previa, which is a low-lying placenta, premature rupture of membranes. If you're at home or in the hospital with broken water, you definitely don't want to be exercising. If you have a history of an incompetent cervix, if you have um, pregnancy-induced hypertension or a history or risk of preterm labor, a tearing or a separation of your placenta, a placental abruption, if you have an infection or a fever, any acute or chronic life-threatening conditions, people with chronic heart disease, and this is not an exhaustive list. There are other reasons why you may not want to be exercising sometimes 
even not when pregnant, but definitely when pregnant. So definitely super important that you talk to your provider before you exercise, just to make sure that you're healthy enough and well enough to do any exercise. Okay, so we know that exercise is important during pregnancy. We know that weight loss is not an important or an appropriate reason to do that, but there are some other benefits that you probably want to know about. So what are they? They are numerous, numerous benefits to maintaining an exercise regimen during your pregnancy. And one of those is it reduces your risk of developing gestational diabetes. It also reduces your risk of developing hypertension or high blood pressure during your pregnancy. It can reduce the risk of preterm birth. It can reduce your stress and anxiety. It can reduce some of the joint discomfort that you're having um, during pregnancy, which is kind of a normal part of being pregnant, but who doesn't want to reduce that uncomfortableness, right? You've got a reduced, reduced risk of going past your due date, so less likely to go over that date. There has been found to be a reduced rate of umbilical cord entanglement, which um, if you've heard of a nuchal cord um, where the cord's around the baby's neck or the cord's around the baby's body, studies have shown that there's a reduced rate of that with women who exercise during their pregnancy. A reduced rate of heart rate abnormalities in the baby. Reduced risk of meconium stain fluid, which is when the baby has a bowel movement in that amniotic fluid prior to delivery, which has some of its own risks. So definitely a good reason to maintain some exercise. You have a reduced risk of having to have a C-section. And during your labor, you, you women who exercise during pregnancy have less need for intervention during their labor. They have shorter, less painful labors. And, you know, the ultimate thing is that there's no evidence that exercise during pregnancy contributes to causing harm to the baby, like intrauterine growth restriction, like what we talked about earlier with small babies. It doesn't increase your risk for high blood pressure. It doesn't increase your risk for placental problems like abruption. It does not increase your risk of pregnancy loss or fetal demise during the pregnancy. So some of the things that people may be afraid of causing, there's not an increased risk of those associated with exercise. And that's based on scientific studies of women who have exercised through their pregnancy. There's, auto, uh, there's actually some studies that also show that you have a quicker recovery from delivery if you've exercised or maintained an activity level during your pregnancy. You know, labor in itself is an endurance activity that's kind of a low to moderate endurance activity. And so even though you may not realize that you're working that hard during the labor process, your body is in a physiological state of a low to moderate rate of exercise during that whole process. Even honestly, just during the pregnancy itself, you're kind of, your body is maintaining that state of kind of activity even when you're at rest. So having your body conditioned with exercise prepares your body systems for this and it allows for optimal 
cardiopulmonary or heart and lung function during your labor. So, I mean, to be honest, if you are healthy enough for exercise, there is no downside to exercising throughout your pregnancy, none at all whatsoever. Nothing but benefits could be gained for you. So it's, it's good, it's a good idea. I recommend it to my patients. I recommend that you continue to exercise during your pregnancy, many health benefits, not much in the way of risks, as long as you don't have a contraindication. So now that we know it's good for you, how much should you be aiming for? A good loose guideline here is about two and a half hours of moderate activity per week. And again, that's a loose guideline. It's not going to apply to each and every body. It's going to really depend on your activity level before you were pregnant and the health of your body and your pregnancy as you go about. But a good loose guideline is that two and a half hours of moderate activity per week. And some good activities that you could include in this two and a half hours is walking, swimming, riding a stationary bike, yoga, Pilates, strength training. It's okay to continue during pregnancy. I do wanna give a word of caution here that if you have been mostly sedentary, before pregnancy or during your first trimester, it is really not a good idea to begin a very vigorous exercise regimen after the 26th week of pregnancy. So uh, what is the reason for this? You know, placental conditioning during that kind of first and second trimester takes place in women who are actively exercising or doing physical activity, remaining active during those trimesters, which allows that placenta to continue to function at optimal levels during activity for the third trimester. And if you're not exercising during those first 26 weeks, that placental conditioning does not take place. And so there could be some risks involved with beginning a vigorous exercise program towards the end of a pregnancy when you haven't been doing it before. So definitely not a good idea there. Definitely, of course, talk to your doctor about that, but I would just never recommend that somebody start a new exercise regimen after 26 weeks. Some other things I want you to be aware of is that even though I recommended strength training, you want to avoid really heavy lifting. Anything that would cause you to strain or do the Valsalva maneuver, which is almost like a holding your breath and maybe if you're constipated, you might know what I'm talking about, straining to use the restroom. You want to avoid that strain. You want to avoid extreme muscle fatigue. So you don't want to push yourself to the point of muscle fatigue or doing any really long stretches of sustained exercise. Any of those things can cause some issues. So you want to be smart about it. One thing I recommend is doing the talk test. So if you're exercising and you can still talk or carry on a conversation without being tremendously out of breath, you're probably okay. If you can't talk or catch your breath, you're probably pushing yourself too hard. You really want to listen to your body and back off if you, if you can't pass that talk test.
Some other things I want to mention is just limiting supine exercise or exercise where you're on your back to about two to three minutes and no longer before you change your position to a side lying or sitting or standing. Um, just as that uterus grows, it can put pressure on the blood vessels that carry oxygen to your body and you run the risk of having low blood pressure being on your back for an extended period of time, which could actually cause you to pass out and definitely reduces the amount of oxygenated blood going to your uterus. So really limit those exercises. If you're doing yoga or Pilates, you want to really limit laying on your back for more than two to three minutes at a time. You want to avoid sudden position changes like going from uh, laying to sitting to standing. Uh, those sudden position changes can also cause a quick drop in your blood pressure and cause you to lose balance, faint, pass out. We don't want any of that. So avoid those. And then you just want to take into account that as your uterus grows, your center of gravity kind of changes and your balance is not going to be what it used to be. So take that into account when you're deciding what exercises to do and make sure that you're avoiding the type of exercise that may exacerbate being off balance. So riding an actual bike on the road might be a little more difficult when you're term pregnant um, than a stationary bike where you're not moving on the road. So just keep that in mind. And then you wanna really always make sure that you include a nice cool down period towards the end of your exercise. This is important whether you're pregnant or not, but especially important during pregnancy. So you can slowly bring that heart rate back down to a normal rate and avoid blood pooling in your extremities and just make sure that you're taking nice slow deep breaths during exercise where you're really expanding that rib cage and sort of filling your lungs to full capacity it's hard to do this anyway during pregnancy because as the uterus grows we've discussed that in a previous episode where your lung capacity kind of shifts. You've got a lot more pressure. All of your abdominal organs are pressing up on those lungs, so it's harder to get a deep breath. So just be really mindful of that during pregnancy and exercise, making sure that you're getting some nice deep breaths in there. And you know, it's just important that you try to choose things that you really enjoy doing or things that you can do as a whole family if you have other children. Um, Things you can do outside if you enjoy being outside and it's not, you know, really hot outside like it is here now or like during the heat of the summer. Maybe don't choose to exercise outside at that point. But, you know, it's just, it's really easier to continue doing something if it's something that you really enjoy doing. If you're looking at it as drudgery and you're just dreading it, you're not most likely going to continue doing that. But if it's something that you enjoy or something that you can do in a group with friends or your family, then it makes it a lot easier to continue doing it. And you know, check out your local gyms and that kind of stuff if you're able to do that or you have the extra time or bandwidth to do that. There are some gyms that offer special prenatal classes, prenatal yoga, prenatal exercise or aerobics. So check that out. That might be something that you're interested in doing. And then I just want to give you some warning signs or things that you might need to look for that would tell you you need to stop exercising and seek care with your provider. 
One of those things is if you're feeling dizzy or disoriented during exercise, if you're feeling heart palpitations, and that's where you can feel your heart beating, um, you know, through your chest. And even at rest, you may feel some of that. That Some of that's normal during pregnancy. You may feel that. If you're drinking a lot of caffeine, you may feel that. But definitely, if you're having that or chest pain, you want to talk to your doctor's office or your midwife's office and, and let them know about that. If you're having contractions or coming and going tightening, if you're having any vaginal bleeding, or any fluid discharge from your vagina, those could be early warning signs of preterm labor, preterm delivery, um, preterm rupture of your membranes. So all of those things, you wanna stop activity and speak to your provider about it. Of course, if you're having fever, nausea, vomiting, if you've got high blood pressure or you're having headaches, a swelling in your hands, your face, any of those things could be signs that there's something going on that we may not want you to continue exercising. So if you're noticing those issues, I want you to let me know as a midwife if you're my patient, but definitely let your provider know that you're experiencing some of those things. And so that that really covers it. That's a good broad overview, I think, of weight gain and exercise. I hope that it's helped clarify some of the mystery that surrounds those topics during your pregnancy. I find that these are something that people ask a lot of questions about or have a lot of misconceptions about when they're coming in. And so I just thought it was good information for us to cover. I hope it wasn't too technical. I know there's lots of numbers involved in calculations. I mean, I really like to give you all the information around a topic. And for some of you, you may find that it's too much information. And for some of you, it may not be enough information. But I just like for you to have all the facts so that you can make really good health decisions for yourself and I especially like people to know all the benefits of exercise during pregnancy because I think there's a real misconception out there that you should not exercise during pregnancy or that it's risky. And, you know, like I said, there are some people who should not exercise during pregnancy. But for the most part, this is a good, healthy habit that has a lot of health benefits. We didn't even go over all of the ways that it can help certain conditions that you may have and how it can help those. And so, you know, any any condition that you have pre-pregnancy, in general, exercise can do nothing but help those, those uh, conditions. I'm thinking about things like um, diabetes or people who are um, having depression or anxiety or weakness or... You know, lots of things like that that can be helped with that physical exercise. And of course, it's always important for us to talk about weight gain. I think that this is something that is missed more often than not in the doctor's office. I mean, you know, you're going in, you're seeing your midwife, your nurse practitioner, your doctor, whoever you see for your prenatal care, and they're weighing you every visit. And you may be paying attention to the scale and you may actually be nervous about what you're seeing on the scale, but oftentimes they don't talk to you about it. It's, it's not something that we talk about often, especially if you're in the normal category where you're not gaining too much weight. Now, 
of course, if you've gained too much weight or it seems like a large weight gain from one visit to the next, your provider is most likely going to bring that up at that time. But honestly, at that point, sometimes it's already too late, right? You've already gained more weight than you should. And now all of a sudden we're having a conversation about something that really we should have been talking about all along through the pregnancy. And so it's my goal for you to get this information before it's too late so you can start these conversations with your provider and you can start to make some decisions during your pregnancy that'll help you maintain a good healthy weight and a good exercise regimen that will help you to have the absolute best outcome in this pregnancy that you can have. Because that's my goal, right? I want all pregnant women, all women, pregnant or not, to reach their optimal wellness. I want them to live a full life with great health because that makes them better women. It makes them better friends. It makes them better mothers. It makes them better wives. It makes them better for themselves. So we can never go wrong by having these conversations and getting armed with as much information as we possibly can so that we can live our absolute best lives as women on this earth. So hopefully this information was beneficial to you. If it was and you're loving what you're hearing on the podcast, I just, I, I could not ask you enough to please subscribe. Give me a five-star rating. You know, if you've already done it, I appreciate that so, so much. You're really helping others find the podcast and you're helping me as well. So if you haven't already done that, but you're loving the podcast, please go and do that if you, if you will do that for me. And, you know, that's it for today. I'm looking really forward to meeting you guys again next week where we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that is nutrition during pregnancy. My family, quite frankly, is tired of hearing me talk about nutrition. It's what I talk about a lot of my spare time about eating a very nutrient-dense diet, and pregnancy has some very specific needs that we are going to talk about how you can meet those needs with the foods that you're eating during your pregnancy and the the need for supplements or the not need for supplements. We're going to talk about all that in next week's episode. You don't want to miss it. So subscribe so I'll show up in your podcast player next week with our next episode. All right, you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll see you soon.